0: Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My name's Richard Bliss, the host. This is episode 161. Quick shout-out to my uh, favorite little Kickstarter project that I've been following lately, Marital Bliss. If you get a chance, it's got a couple more weeks to go. And obviously, for obvious reasons, I like to follow this project. It is uh, a game for couples. You get to play it over a week. You do secret little missions for each other. And Nick and uh, Nicole Fink have... uh, I'm thrilled that they uh, have put this little project together and let me be a part of it. And they're expecting their first baby in December, so congratulations to them as well. All right, we're going to jump right into my guest today. My guest has been on the show before. Uh, I'm thrilled to have him back. He is uh, a name well-known in in all kinds of industries around the world, uh, international bestseller, author with lots of stuff. So I want to welcome Tracy Hickman to the show. Tracy, thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you. It's it's good to be here again with you, Richard. My my wife says I am a legend in my own mind.
0: Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm sure that legend extends beyond your own mind. Uh, <laughs> it's it is great to have you back here. And uh, last time, I you know what? I have no idea what the last time was, but it's been about over a year. We uh, we went down this Kickstarter path a little bit together a while ago. Learned some lessons, and now here we are. We're kind of back to uh, trying it again. So tell the listeners, my listeners, your fans, a little bit about you've done something kind of unique on Kickstarter and you're seeing some success. Why don't you tell everybody about what that is?
1: Well, uh, part of the success, I think, is the product itself. And, and, and I think that maybe that's the, one of the number one things is you need to have a product that you really believe in and that you, uh, and, and that you know is going to bring some value to your audience uh, and to all of your backers. Uh, it's, uh, uh, what we're doing right now is something called Sojourner Tales. It, it's actually the game that I always wanted to play. Um, Sojourner Tales is a storytelling board game uh, that uh, turns your ebook book uh, and your e-reader device uh, into this portal for adventure and, and imagination. It's a unique approach, actually. It combines uh, traditional family board games with uh, new media with uh, the ability to download uh, a new adventure and a new story to play in the game uh, electronically down through the net.
0: You know, and we talked, um, about, we talked about that a year ago because that was kind of the concept when we, you and I first started getting to go on this is that you really wanted to do that. But it wasn't quite ready back then, and you've taken a, a good year to kind of – now things are – like e-readers are much more solid. The whole concept has really come together, hasn't it? Well,
1: and it's a lot more pervasive in the marketplace, uh, and I think we've reached the point actually where people are looking for something new to do with their electronic device, um, uh, especially something that's in a social environment, something where they gather around the table with uh, family or friends and uh, can enjoy, um, uh, enjoy an adventure together, enjoy a story together, share it together personally um, and yet still have the convenience that the electronic media has for them in terms of doing something new immediately. Um, I love the idea in this game that you, uh, if once you've played the game, and you can play the game several times with a, an individual scenario, and maybe you've played your fantasy game a few times and you've really enjoyed it, but you have a new gr- group of people that are coming over, and it's coming up on Halloween, so you want to do a, a horror uh, kind of a story and. it a Halloween kind of a story. Uh, so you can go online, you can download it, and immediately your game changes uh, from the fantasy that you've been playing into uh, this Halloween scary tale that, that uh, you can play with the same game and, and the same rules.
0: So, so, uh, so to be clear, we are talking about a board game, though. We're talking about a cardboard box board game, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. We're the, the box board game, uh, we're actually – talking to Panda Games to do our production, I, I really like the quality of their product. Um, uh, they provide a really beautiful board uh, and, and product components. So yes, we're talking about a, a traditional kind of a board game where you sit down around the table and you push your pieces around the board and there are cards that are involved. Uh, we have actually a unique card system that we've adapted into the game that's uh, that that actually conveys story as you play. And uh, all of that goes from the board to the electronic device and from the electronic device back down to the board, so, all of which is combined to create a contiguous and, and logical story flow.
0: So when we say we, because you're referring to we, um, there's, there's multiple people involved with this, right?
1: Well, yes, and in fact, I think any project like this requires multiple involvement. Um, my wife and I did the original design and, and created the original uh, um, and the original boards for the game but um, we're talking to artists we need artists that need to produce this we've had to do a lot of play testing to make sure that it functions uh, and, and a lot of refinement um, uh, we of course need uh, production facilities and that's what Panda Games so we've been doing a lot of negotiation with them into getting that right um, we've also got distribution that we have to deal with and, and warehousing and fulfillment all of which needs to be taken care of you know, I, I, I was looking at this just today with my wife, and we were thinking, you know, we could probably do the fulfillment on this. We could, get, we could have the game shipped here, and then we could, like, do all of the pull and all the packing and, and all right. of the labels and send them out. And I said, I said to her, I said, just how much space does 3,000 games take up?
0: And did, I'm looking did at you my garage. Ma- did you do the math? I'm doing
1: the math here, and I'm thinking, you know, it is not going to fit in my garage. Uh, and, and, and do I really want to be hauling that much stuff, you know? That, right. Now, of course, you know, you can get the post office or, or UPS to come and pick it up at your house if you've got that kind of a shipment, but but still. Um,
0: there is that production of the games come in, you have to line them up with the, the stretch goals, right, each pledge level, the name, and its is it. it is not a minor undertaking and and it's really just a one-time shot because this isn't like, Oh, I'll just send it off to somebody and they'll fulfill it. It really takes, you got to really pay attention to what you're doing here when it comes to this Kickstarter fulfillment side of things after the project's over. And right now, Oh, absolutely.
1: And you have to not, it's not just the stretch goals pulling. You've also got add-ons really make that a difficult pull when you've got some people have some add-ons, some people have other add-ons and how do you, how do you get that all put together in a box? And it's not just a question of that one-time fulfillment either um if you're really going to build a business with this you have to deal not just with the fulfillment of your pledge backers but now you have to deal with how do i sell this online and how do i fulfill orders that are online after the kickstarter is over you know there's, there's there's an old song called after the ball is over and and that's kind of what you really need to deal with uh early on in the process you can't can't wait till the stuff arrives in your garage, and then decide. Well, you know, am I really going to do this every week? Am I going to do shipments every week with this stuff? Do I? And, right. and how long am I going to do that for? Am I? Uh, if you're going to take your game into retail, for example, after the after the thing is built and, and structured, who's going to take care of selling that into retail for you? Who's Who's going to be your representative in the retail market and and do they know what they're doing when they do? And when you go into the retail market, what are the price points in the retail market? What's going to be your net when you go into retail? Because all of a sudden you're not selling at retail price anymore. You've got to deal with the distributor's price at that point, which is... You know, way down the list. And, yeah, and
0: easily some- 50% off the manufactured uh, suggested retail price. And, I've, ha- and I've had uh, Aldo Giazzi from Impressions on the show who handles – who specializes in this. And he often gives advice that people forget that you see that $40 or $50 game in the store. The, the game publisher and manufacturer, they didn't get that $50. There are no. a whole lot of people in between that creation of that game and it arriving on that store, that shelf.
1: Well, Exactly. And so, you know, this is, uh, this is not something that, that you can just do on your own. You have to plan for that. You have to go and research who's going to do that fulfillment for you. Who's going to take care of selling that into retail? Just what is your, what are the cuts going to be involved in? Just how much are you really making on all of this? So many people, I think, go into their Kickstarter projects as I have occasionally done uh, and, and have, have built them with, um, not only unrealistic expectations, which I think is, is a problem for many Kickstarters, but they also build it um, without an expectation of what, what happens in the long run after the Kickstarter is over. And, and exactly what kind of business do you want to be in once the Kickstarter is and you, over?
0: And you bring up a valid point is that Kickstarter was created for the creation for the creative types, for the creation of music or video or books or art or games and sometimes creative people um, are brilliant in their creativity, but then they forget that. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, what happens when the music? Like you just said, what happens when the ball's over? What happens when the music stops? Now you've got three thousand games in your garage, or now you have this thing you've created. And now we're not talking about the project, but we're talking about the entity that is delivering the product. You have this thing. And I think about some of my guests that I've had on the show, uh, Jamie Stegmeyer, who's a, a great example with his uh, Stonemeyer games, came out with a game, and then he thought that process through. Okay, how am I going to continue to deliver additional products? Because it's not all about the single one product. And sometimes sometimes the Kickstarter project owner forgets that the project itself isn't the thing, right?
1: Kevin J. Anderson uh, said to me um, oh, uh, about two years ago, you said, don't you miss the days when you could just write a book and then someone would pay you for it? <laughs> and, you know, on reflection, I thought, man, yeah, I really do. You know, right. it, it's great when you're in that kind of, you know, patronage sort of model where all you have to do is, you know, wax poetic and create your art, and then the patron sends you money and you live off of that. And, and, and that's a wonderful, wonderful way of living, but it's a fantasy anymore. It, all of it has changed. Today, the artist needs to be involved in every aspect of their art, which means that we have to be involved in the business end of our art. Uh, we have to understand things like profit margin. We have to understand uh, about uh, product costs and and what our margins are above product cost, and what everybody else's margin is on top of that to get the product in the hands of our audience, we have to understand that once we produce, uh, you know, our first run of product, that we also have to be ready to produce that second run. You know, I mean, uh, seriously, um, uh, Sojourner Tales uh, is, I think, it's the right game for the right time. Uh, that. Uh, this is something that, that uh, so many people have uh, um, ebook readers these days, or are used to reading in electronic media, and that the ability to essentially download a board game, a new board game, it, is right for its time. It really is. So, what ha- what happens then if if my representative, for example, I've got I've got, uh, I've got a, a sales representative now who's waiting for the product to come out. And he's going to go ahead and take it into the retail and yeah, he he can take it into the, into, you know, the, the game stores uh, around the country and, and that's a fine market, but he also has access available to him to, um, target and Walmart. Right. And what happens if this game suddenly is picked up by a target or a Walmart and they order, you know, a huge number of units that they want in order to put in every Walmart in the country. How am I going to deal with that? Those are, those are all questions that I think you have to be prepared to address as a creative today. You can't, you can't just make your art and expect somebody to send you money for it. You have to be involved in the production. You have to understand how the business functions and you have to be in a position to make that business work, you know. And, after the Kickstarter. And you have to know that I think before the Kickstarter goes, it, it's not something that you get in the middle of it. and Oh yeah, I guess I need to come up with a plan here for what I'm going to do after the Kickstarter.
0: And you see that, the, you see that with stretch goals. You see that with all kinds of things when, when in the middle of the, you and I referred to it as the dip. When you get into the middle of the dip, the, the high of the launch is over. You're now into that middle section and you start looking around and maybe you funded, maybe you funded way beyond what you expected now you start looking around saying, oh, now what am I going to do? That's kind of not the time to be focused on those type of things, is it? No,
1: it isn't. And, and to a certain extent, I had that problem with uh, Sojourner Tales. And, uh, usually you want to be at at least about the 30% mark, is my understanding, when you get to the 10-day point. Yep. Um, so that you can expect when you get to the last push that you're going to be able to make it over the, uh, make it over the funding hump. Um uh in our case we funded completely in the first ten days.
0: And that was and you set a fairly aggressive goal of twenty six thousand dollars. So that was a very well done in those first ten days.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very, very pleased. And and we wanted and you know, and people look at that, twenty six thousand dollars for a board game as a funding for a board game, man, that that sounds like a lot of money. Yeah. But I had done the research ahead of that. I I knew I already had a bid from Panda Games as to what it was going to cost to produce the game that I wanted to make. And and I already knew what our shipping was going to be to get it uh, from China into the United States and to clear customs. I already knew that we were going to have expenses on top of that. And we were going to have shipping expenses on top of that. Built a spreadsheet to reflect all of that look at different scenarios of performance to make sure that we were within the right range here and realize that what we really needed was $26,000 um, in order to cover the Kickstarter costs and the Amazon costs and, and all of the other costs uh, that were there. Uh, you know, so many people, I think, get into the Kickstarter and think, oh, I need this much money to make my game and that's what I'll ask for. Well, there's so much more yeah. overhead than, than just that. Um, that you that going into the Kickstarter, you need to know how much you needed to make. And yeah, it was a very aggressive goal. But then we were very aggressive in terms of our pre-planning on the Kickstarter, we were making sure that we had um, we had our mailing lists in place that we that that we had our Mailchimp set up to support that. That we had that we had aggressively pursued acquisition of the email addresses uh, at the conventions that preceded uh, in the previous year. Um the Kickstarter that that right. was to come. It's all that kind of planning, I think, that can lead you to success um in your Kickstarter. Um it's not just about that 30 day window.
0: It's not. Yeah. Not anymore. And it used to be back in the good old days when we were first doing this, but not anymore. Tracy, I certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes. Uh I know you're very busy. I interrupted uh the you creating something brilliant in the middle. You said you were
1: doing some writing, so yeah, I'm. I'm doing. I've got to get some writing done this morning uh, because this afternoon I've got um, new stretch goals that I need to post. I've got an update that needs to to be done uh, for the project. Um, I've got uh, and and I've got actual um, downloadable content that I have to produce uh, for our backers. Uh, one of the one of the great things about this project for me that, that I have learned is, uh, that it's a matter of involving your backers in what you're doing. Uh, and so we have, we actually have a forum online, uh, on the projects, um, on so the SojournerTales.com website where we have people who are actually contributing ideas and, and suggestions for rules refinements on the game right now. That's just awesome. So you know, it gets it, it, you want to get involvement of these people that is meaningful. You want them contributing to the process. Um, and that's, that's actually helped us make a better product.
0: Yeah. So I appreciate you taking some time with us.
1: Glad to. Anytime, Richard. Uh, I'd love to talk to you. It's good to see you
0: again. It has been great. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I've been the host, Richard Bliss. My guest has been Tracy Hickman, international bestseller and uh, creator of Sword Joner Tales, which is out on Kickstarter right now. If you have the opportunity, be sure to go check it out. Thanks for listening. Take care.